Welcome to episode four of Win Me the Lottery with me, Chris. And, and I'm Tony. And this is the podcast show where we play the lottery every single week. Without try, fail. Without fail to try and win it. And we don't know yet if we've won it this week, Tony. We're going to come to that. So I do go. feel we're getting closer. Well, yeah, I've actually, yeah, we'll get to that, Chris. I think, um, you know what, this week, I was thinking a lot about the lottery, and the reason why I was thinking about the lottery was because I was just in my day job, and I was like, mm. I don't know how long I keep doing this for, Chris. Really? Yeah, so, I mean, that was really the motivation and why I, I was playing lottery for almost 15 years. The you drudgery know? of work is just getting you down a bit. I'm, I'm afraid so, Chris. I mean... I've worked in quite a few places uh, across my career and it's it's always the same feeling. I'm like, do I have to keep doing this? Is there is there an, an easier way, an easier way of life mm. is, is what I'm aiming for. I mean, Chris, I don't know what your thoughts are. I mean, how, how do you find working for a living? I love working, Tony. I love my job. I'm all about the grind. I'm all about the graft. Um, and that's what it's all about for me. You know, I don't think it's a rat race. I want to better myself. I want to improve myself. And I love going in the office five days a week. Do you think that your work defines you? I wouldn't say it defines me, but I certainly define the workplace. Okay, so you're, you're basically saying that you're a key member of staff. What I'm saying is that the business I work for needs me, and it is my duty to serve that workplace. That's very noble, that's very noble. I just find it very interesting that when you meet new people, a lot of the first questions they ask you is like, what do you do for work? Mm. And one of those things that you know, I started think, thinking about is that when I eventually win the lottery, how am I gonna answer that question? So, you know, if I do, you know, decide to, to no longer work because I've got millions, <laughs> yeah. what, am I, what am I going to say? I mean, professional lotto player. But then we're going into the, to the realms of that. They might start assuming mm. that I've actually won the lottery. We talked about cover story. We talked about before. cover story, yes. Yeah, you, know, so, you said sous chef. So I, Is that know, impressive enough? That's the that's question. That's the thing. It really depends on what type of events I'm going to, you know, you're a millionaire now, so you, you might be going to a bit more kind of bougier places, yeah. you know, with certain bougier people with kind of more bougier job titles. So it's one of those things where I think there are, there are millionaires um, that still continue to work. And it, again, it, it mm. makes me realise that there's clearly a motivation to work with regardless of having those millions in the bank, um, I think when you actually come to those millions, you might feel very different, you know, from the first few months, um, where you'd be like, I've got all this, these, this free time, basically. What else am I doing? You know, and it's, it's something that, we, again, we will explore um, on this podcast uh, a bit more, you know. I've been listening to quite a bit of Dave Ramsey uh, re recently, and... Um, one of the stories that I, I came across that he he was kind of, you know, talking about was um, Dave Ramsey knows a lot of millionaires, and one of the millionaires that 
spoke to him was that he, he retired early, essentially, Cranky. with uh, at about 31, 32. And that is really young to retire early. And um, he almost died. And, you know, it sounds a bit dramatic. I mean, how, how did he almost die? Well, he found himself drinking a lot more, you know, eating a lot hey, more. Dear. And this, you know, has an impact on his health. And apparently, you know, I still have yet to experience this, but drinking cocktails by the pool does get boring after I a certain time. I can't believe it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. And it's something that, you know, it's why I decided to kind of start this podcast. It's really, it's really to explore these topics and, and really kind of let our listeners know what to prepare for. And almost to kind of mentally prepare myself that I've got to have these certain parameters that I'll go you know what, let's not go crazy on the cocktails. <laughs> let's not to go too crazy on the burgers and chips because, you know, yes, I can order my fair share. As, as many as, as I want, really. Balanced lifestyle, right? It's all about balance. Everything in moderation. And I think it's really good that you've um, brought that one up, Tony, because I think that's going to be our topic of the week this week, which is would you quit your job? Um, but just to remind our listeners of, um, what the format is for the show. Um, so first segment, we looked through what was the draw last Saturday. Mm-hmm. We revealed, did we win? Have we won this week? And what you could do with the jackpot amount. Um, second segment, that's our topic of the week. And on this it occasion is, would you quit your job? And the third segment is all about manifesting next week's winning mum- numbers to us. Um, but yeah, I think speaking of um, workplace, I think there were some people who had a really bad day at the office this weekend, Tony. Yeah, I mean, like, for those that kind of follow the Premier League, I mean, there were some absolute shockers. Howlers. Weekend. So, you know, I'm not saying heads should roll. I'm just saying that um, if you are continuing to work, you know, you've, you've got to have standards that you need to keep. You know, there are expectations that need to be met. And when you talk about, you know, um, justice almost, you know, (laughs) when people actually fulfil the requirements to, say, win a football game, um, you know, counting what what is a goal, you know, is a foul a foul, (laughs) is a handball in the box a handball, there's not a lot of consistency that I've been seeing. Was this goal onside by at least 10 centimetres? Yeah, exactly. And I would say that, we're in the age of, you know, AI, you know, yep. looking at how we use technology to not only make things easier, quicker, but also to make um, things more accurate. So, you know, not to go into it, you know, too much, but, you know, these, these referees, they, they've got technology in order to help support them make the right decisions. Yet there's a lot of human error that's still, that's still happening. And I would just say that, you know, Yes, you can totally have a bad day at work, but there needs to be processes in place to ensure these things don't happen again. I mean, I don't know about you, Tony, but in my day job, I am rated every year. Is it a successful performance? Is it an inconsistent performance? Looking at um, some of these guys in the VAR box this weekend, it's got to be inconsistent performance. And just to give everybody the context, uh, Liverpool were playing Tottenham. Um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this weekend, I think it was Luis Diaz who yes, um, was, yeah. smashed one in the back of the net. 
And that was given as offside. And the Premier League had to come out and say, look, this was a mistake. That goal was onside. And what I've heard is, Tony, that the VAR thought that um, the on-field decision was offside. Mm. Oh, sorry, the on-field decision was onside. So they said, look, check complete, you're right. But in actual fact, it was given as offside. Uh, and that's where the error came in. I think, yeah, that was bad. But I think it was further compounded with, with the kind of the, the Nottingham Forest and Brentford game. Oh, dear. When, you know, it's... It was a case of, say, we took out the kind of the penalty incident. Mm. And again, it's something that you can almost um, look at in any scenario where are you being too noble? Mm. Should you actually, in a way, play for the decision to go your way? Essentially, it was a blatant foul against Wissar. Yeah. You know, Turner came in, basically kicked, kicked his legs out in the box. Not a foul, but if Wissa still stayed on his, his feet, essentially, but if he was, would have gone down, he would have got a penalty. And I'm not saying that, you know, you should always try to play a victim to try and get your way, but I think but it, it, was, it was still valid, you know, yeah. for, for him to kind of achieve the result, which he totally deserved. You know, yeah. they deserved that penalty. Um but yeah, with, with these referees, they're going to get a lot of flack. Yep. You know, they're going to get a lot of hate mail, hate tweets. You know, they're going to get kind of cursed out. Pilloried in the press. You know, there's an argument that maybe they should be mic'd up. Um, like the mm, rugby referees, no, I just think to see, so. Just to see what the thought process is. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to drive at here is that they're doing a job and mm. they're going to get a lot of animosity based on it. But if they were millionaires... They, they could not deal with it. They could they go, give it all up. They could go, I could just walk away from this. I, I, mm. I don't need this stress anymore. You know, I could just totally call it a day and just um, watch, be, be, uh, enjoy the, the football as a fan. And Tony, I think that's topical because apparently the Saudi league are going to be tapping up some of these officials yes, 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 on multi-million yeah. pound contracts. Do we say good riddance to these referees? They're getting it wrong week in, week out. You know what? Maybe there, there, there could be a case if it's uh, if these referees, maybe they're making a learning in, in the mm. English league, and then if they go over there, maybe they might hold these referees to a higher standard. I think they probably would. I mean, you've then, seen the record of the. Uh, there may be yeah. severe repercussions on <laughs> they this. So I'm sure they get paid really well. You know, you when we talk about financial freedom, yeah. it might be a actual, a wise financial decision to go over there. You know, who could blame them? But as you say, severe consequences if you get a call like that wrong in the Saudi league. Quite yeah. possibly. Yeah, you might Quite be, possibly. We don't know. We don't know. You might go, oh, where was that referee last week? <laughs> Has anyone seen him? <laughs> Where's he gone? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about these referees, if they go out to Saudi Arabia, rewarded for abject failure. And speaking of which, did you see the Manchester United score this weekend? I certainly did, yeah. Humbled at home by Crystal Palace. So the question is, Tony, how long can this go on for Eric Ten Hag? He's another one who's had a bad day at the office. Yeah, I mean, it's... I feel like Ten, you know, Ten Hag, yes, he's... Yeah, he's, he's a billionaire. 
Mm. But clearly, he, he's trying to build something at, at, at Man United. And, you know, we can apply this to, like, the workplace. And you can go, is there a toxic workplace culture that's happening? Mm. And you clearly know? at Manchester United, we've alluded to it before. Exactly. So there's something wrong with the players. They're pointing up to upper management, which is the Glazer family. Mm. You can argue from... We're just people on the outside. All I'm seeing is that the Glazers are coughing up the money to pay for all these players, yet it's not working. So what, what's going on here? There's millionaires that are just kind of either not fulfilling their requirements. Why bother? You know, maybe there might be a different career choice you can go after or just call it a day. Or there's, you know, people that are still really driven, but they're not being able to kind of fulfill their potential for whatever reason. Honestly, I've just got one question. How much longer can this go on? This is Manchester United, as all the pundits and ex-Man U players and fans keep telling us. It's Manchester United. Yes. And I don't know about you, Tony, but I'm quite enjoying seeing what Eric Ten Hag is building there, just as I did with Oli um, before and... All the other managers they've had. Well, I've lost count now. Would you say it's kind of um, ten, ten Hag at the wheel type of scenario? It's a Ten Hag at the wheel. Okay. I say bring back David Moyes. Yeah, he's I mean, doing a great job at West Ham. I feel like he's probably wasn't given the um, the time. The time, you know, he, he if he was given the time, I think um, he would have. I would he would have gotten the team to where they needed to be to be kind yeah. of back to the glory days. Um, but that's my opinion. That's I'll, my I'll be opinion. honest, I've seen some people on X, formerly known as Twitter, saying Oli Gunnar Solskjaer didn't get enough time. Oh, he right. should be brought back. But, um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's sort of a nice look ahead to what we're going to be talking about later. But, Tony, um, we obviously had the lotto this weekend. The jackpot, sadly, has gone down again. Yeah, I think we're going backwards here, Chris. We I mean, are. I thought um, four million was was a bit wild, and um, one of the things that I um, was really disappointed with is that this week it's <coughs> seemed to gone even worse. So we're at the the three point eight million this week. We're in reverse, really, aren't we? So I don't know. I mean, like three point eight million. Yeah, you're still a millionaire. But then I don't know, Chris. You know, if you were to look, you know, outside of the UK, what could could three point eight million uh, get you? Well, it's funny you should ask, Tony, because I can tell you that for our listeners in Bolivia, uh, three point eight million pounds equates to thirty two million Bolivian Boliviano, uh, which I quite liked. The um, currency code for that one is mm. Bob. A few Bob, yeah, and yeah. a few Bob. Yeah, so. Um, 32 million bob. So the average salary in Bolivia is 102,000 bob per year, which equates to 12,000 pounds per year. So I think 12 grand a year, 3.8 million is going to do you quite well. Um, And even better, it's just 12 bob for a pint, which is £1.42. So they're doing quite well in Bolivia there. £1.42 for a pint, average salary 12 grand a year. If you kind of extrapolate that out, you know, in the UK, you'd probably be 4Xing the cost of a pint. Um, but 4Xing the average salary in Bolivia would get you 48K a year, which is higher than the average salary in the UK. So Bolivia oh. might be a good place to take your £3.8 million and just settle down. That's 32 million bob. 
South South America, right? South America, and they've got the beautiful salt plains out there as well. Wow, is it quite close to Brazil? No, I think it's it's a vast continent, isn't it, South okay. America? But you know, the world's your oyster when you're there. You go up to Costa Rica, Mexico. Yeah, you go across to Brazil, Argentina, whatever. Wow, love it. Peru's okay. nearby. Wow, great. I mean, like, so you're you're gonna enjoy your beer over there, I would say. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Brilliant. And brilliant. probably plenty of other stuff too. Amazing, you know, beer and good good food. Good. I, that's what I meant. I never heard food. of Bolivian foods. Yeah. Um, right. So three point eight million was the jackpot, and so I'm sure people want reminding what were were the winning numbers. So if I take it from the top, you know. Um, it was 1, 8, 14, 20, 24, 40, and the bonus ball was 52. Um, Magical Merlin was the machine name I like again it. this week. Yeah, I like to see Merlin come up. <laughs> and um, you'll be pleased to hear, Chris. How was that? Um, the ball set was not one, not three, but two. <sighs> Thank goodness for that. So what, we're in episode four, week four, and only now do we get a normal bull set of two. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good to, you know, was, was, I think we were more manifesting the bull set last <laughs> yeah. week than yeah. natural numbers. I think that's where we probably went wrong. Oh, I um, see what you mean. Yeah, no, we're not prejudiced against bull sets of any other number, just to be clear. Yeah. You, know, you might have had surgery for whatever reason. Um but yeah, it's just good to see that ball set. Yeah, too, I don't know. We've been talking about it every two. week. Two, yeah. Um, what were my numbers? So it was 8, 13, 26, 31, 37, and 42. And mm. I'm sad to say is that I've only matched one ball. So that was uh, ball number eight. So I... Eight to say it as Love last it. week. Love it. Um, yeah, that was the only number that matched. Um, there was a jackpot winner actually. Oh so goodness. one jackpot winner actually matched all six numbers. So um, you know, three point eight million. Again, I'm not too disappointed mm. that I didn't win it again. Mm. It's the um, lowest one yet. But yeah, I mean, if we if we kind of touch upon you know, what could you get with three point eight million? Mil. I mean, the way I look at it, really, it's it's just a bit of cash in the bank where you can go, goodbye flat sharing. If you were yeah. sharing a flat in London, you can safely say, I'm getting my own place. So you, you're yeah. going to have that luxury of living in your own, quite a, a, a nice property somewhere mm. in, in, in London. Yep. Um, so congratulations. You could probably buy a place where you used to live, maybe yeah. if you grew up in London. Um, again, it's a bit of a weird one. Where you know you're hearing stories of people who, who were born in London, they grew up in London, and then they move out. You know they go to university somewhere or they start living with flatmates elsewhere, mm. and then they start going up in their career and they're like, you know, I want to buy a house. Oh, let me try and find a property where, you know, it's close by to my parents. That sounds like a great plan. Oh, hang on a minute. The prices have gone up. I can't even afford to to buy where I pretty much grew up, and that's oh, it's quite a, a depressing story. Isn't Priced it? out of your local neighbourhood, yeah. And that's where you know there's a real disparity because um, let's say you grow up in the northeast of England, yeah, uh, in a town there, and you become a teacher, for example. 
Give it a few years, you can afford to buy a house. Oh, right, wow. three beds with a big garden. So there's something going a bit wrong, Tony, with all that, I think. But as you say, 3.8 mil, that would be enough to get you a decent place, I think, almost anywhere in the country. In London, I mean, like you said, northeast, you're... Oh, you'd be mentioned in yeah. You'll be... Yeah. <coughs> Maybe your own gym type of house. And yeah, of cinema, home cinema in there. Brilliant. Um, another thing to worth mentioning is that if you had any debt, mm. you know, you could pay off your credit card debt. <coughs> you what know. about your Wonga payday loan debt? Oh, yeah, that's gone. That is that's gone, gone as well. Are you sure? Because after last week, I looked at the interest rates and they're a bit higher than I thought. Yeah, but you've got 3.8 million to... 3.8, but I've, I've got... Even on a 100k debt, you know, 1,000% oh, wow. interest rate. So you're, you must be like premium customer at Wonga. Yeah, like I'm a premium client for yeah. Wonga, yeah. They treat me really well. I mean, this is what Dave Ramsey, you know, if I touch on Dave Ramsey, and I, mm. I listen to a lot of his kind of video podcasts, and a lot of callers are actually calling in, and they're like, I mean, this amount of debt, and they're like, this is the amount of student debt I have, and then, you know, a lot of them have mm. personal debt, which is credit cards, loans, yeah. I mean, credit card debt. And really, their goal is almost to get back to zero. So, you know, to pay off the debt and then start building up mm. wealth. And, mm. yeah, Dave Ramsey goes through the whole you know, seven-step program. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, just to touch upon the 3.8 million, yes, I'm, I'm kind of going, oh, it's not that much, really, in terms yeah. of what we aspire to have. But 3.8 million is almost buying you the dream of yeah, buying right. a property and just paying off your, your debt. Mm. Maybe, you know, when we, we touch upon kind of like, do you want to continue working? You actually have the freedom to go, yes, I want to continue to work, or I don't. Or you can go down to part-time work if you wanted to. Well, as you say, you know, it's on this sort of pathway to financial freedom. You've yeah. ticked off pretty much everything there. You've paid off your debts. You've begun to get your emergency fund. You've got savings in place. You've probably started to invest a lot of that money as well. Mm. You've bought your house, you've got a little bit of a nest egg there. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a dream for most people, but we still want more. <laughs> yeah, Tony. we keep yeah. saying it. we want ten million plus. You know, would you would you buy a Rogalex for you and your missus with three point eight? Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I, I would. I would still be. Would a you little... hold back on that? You'd be cautious. You'll be like. Yeah, I'll get you a Rolex, but that's birthday and Christmas <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, I see what you mean. Where if it was a higher number, you'd be like, yeah, here's a Rolex. And, yeah, yeah. And just off the cuff. Yeah, and here's another one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what else could 3.8 get you? Yeah, yeah. so 3.8, I mean, I was having a look, because I was a bit disappointed by this 3.8 million. So I was having a look, for example... We talk about Weatherspoons a lot on, on this podcast. Um, you certainly do, Chris. £3.8 million, pounds, it would only buy you 0.4% of Weatherspoon. Uh, they've got a market cap of £894 million pounds as of today. So £3.8 million, it's only 0.4%. I'm sure those shares would get you a good return anyway. You're there anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping the share price afloat single-handedly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's it's certainly an interesting one, and um, we were flooded by emails coming in as well um, this week. And actually, Gertrude from Dursley out in the west of England wow. was in touch, um, and she was sort of talking about 
um, the jackpot. She was referring to last week's jackpot of the four mil. What was it? Four point. Yeah, it was essentially four mil. It was yeah, around yeah. four mil. Um, and Gertrude just said, um, just send me a note. So she actually has a partner in Tunisia um, and she wants to be able to use that jackpot to actually meet um, her partner for the first time. So Gertrude, as with all of our listeners, you know, we're manifesting numbers. We want you to do the same thing and we'd love to see Gertrude um, actually use that money. Um, but please get back in touch with Gertrude. We did reply to Gertrude mm. just to figure out, you know, okay, you haven't met your partner in Tunisia. Yeah. We want to know, have you done video calls or anything like that? Or has it just been over text? Where did you meet? We'd love to know the full story on that one. I think, you know, with, yeah, I think she can even start planning for a wedding. You know, you, if, if she, she won that, yeah. you know, she wouldn't need to worry about the costs of all the wedding. Yeah. She could have two. Yeah, she could have one two. in Tunisia, one, one in the UK. One in the UK, fly the family round. Um, Tunisia, I've, I've never been there, but I did start looking at some, there's some all, all good inclusive holidays there that I, I've seen. You know, it's not typically a place that I would go to, but yeah. I don't even, Reminder of Tunisia I ever heard of was when England played Tunisia. We tend to beat them uh, in, in the kind of the qualifying. But kind of weren't games. they one of those teams that we failed to beat in a World Cup once under Capello or someone like that? I always I, thought we beat. I know, but, mean a bit where we. Yeah. But you know what? We beat them under Southgate, 2018 World Cup, wasn't it? They were the first uh, yeah. one, but we only won it in the last minute. We always seem to play against them for some reason. I don't know how. Tunisia yeah. always yeah. comes up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe but, that's the connection. Um, maybe they, they were like, they connected with football. Maybe that's how Gertrude and, yeah. Yeah. Well, Gertrude, please get back to us. We did reply to your email as well, but I think all of our listeners would probably want to go on this journey. Maybe we can get Gertrude to call in. Yeah. You know what? Maybe marriage wasn't on the cards, but now I've mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, it might have inspired them to actually get married. <laughs> yeah. We might, you know, if, Gertrude, if you are thinking about getting married. Yeah, because yeah, she said she just wants to meet her okay. partner. But yeah, marriage, why not? I mean, I'm willing, I mean, it might give me a reason to, to book an all-inclusive, just to go to this, and then attend the wedding. And just for everyone's benefit, Tony does love an all-inclusive. Oh, yes, I think I you went to one earlier this year in, um, in Greece, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say that <laughs> if I won 3.8 million, I mean, I would go, still go to an all-inclusive, but really upgrade it. I mean, yeah. we're talking about cocktails that aren't pre-mixed, but like they're using the, the top yeah, shelf yeah. stuff. You know, we're talking about Smirnoff vodka not whatever they use or you know Grey Goose whatever you private know. beach private so beach you can lounge by the beach not yeah. just the pool and even upgrade instead of going to the, the typical buffet food yeah. we're going to the to actual table service food where oh you, lovely you know the all inclusive that I wanted to go for really good food I would say but I didn't have access to the sushi so if I would upgrade it to uh, more of the sweets I would have had the access to the, to the, the sushi, sushi. Lovely. Maybe um, an in-house Prezzo. I know you're a big fan of Prezzo as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, Prezzo, uh, you know, again, I would say with, with Prezzo, mm. it's nice and it doesn't still, feel, it doesn't feel too um, over the top. You know, you still feel comfortable. The ambiance is very good. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like the dishes that they come up with, the, 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 whether it's from the new menu, it really caters to my to my taste, and oh. you know, if if I was still a millionaire, it will still be a place I would You'd visit. Still frequently. go to Prezzo. Yeah, exactly, definitely. I don't even go now. <laughs> You're missing out. I think <laughs> sh- there's a reason why you know Prezzo are in quite you know. Why have they got so many branches? Yeah, yeah there's got to be a reason for it. Right? I mean, 
I guess the 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 numbers speak for themselves. Tony, the proof will be in the pudding, and I'll let you know when I've had my dessert at Preza. Brilliant, brilliant, cool. So, shall we move on to our topic of the week, Chris? Topic of the week, and Tony, uh, we've touched on it already. It is: Would you quit your day job if you want? And I think people talk about this all the time, right? You know, it's one of the first things. If you won the lottery, would you quit your job? And some people will say, yeah. Mm. I'll go in mm. the very next day, I'd shove my notice, my letter of resignation into my boss's face. Um, but what about you, Tony? I mean, with 3.8 million as well as Jackpot this week? I think, you know, one of the main motivations of why people would play a lottery or want financial freedom is the ability to quit their job. Yeah. For me... Um, when I touch upon like would I still work or you know would you still work and it really depends on on how much you know you, you've actually won so mm. if we talk about 3.8 million if I was to be really honest right now I probably wouldn't quit straight away yeah. you know, it's not something that I, I would go oh right I've won 3 point next day yeah I quit I would kind of um Take a more kind of uh, tiered approach. I'll be like, how am I doing with work? Is, is work mm. stressing me out? Can I see through the year? Can I see through to bonus? You know, if there is a bonus at work, can mm. I see through Christmas so I don't miss the Christmas parties? <laughs> so all these things all kind of play a part, really. Um, but then another thing that you should realize before you even start pulling the trigger is go like, you quit your job. Mm. What are you going to do with your time? And True. Some people, I don't count myself in this in this group, is that some people get bored really easily. Uh. Some people, actually, when they are actually working, they'll be like, I'm really bored. You know, I want something more interesting to do at work. So... I hate those people. Yeah, it's like they, they're motivated to be busy. And don't get me wrong, it makes the time uh. go past quickly. I mean, what about yourself? Did you, are you one of those people that like to keep busy at work? I like to keep busy. I'm always busy. The business yeah. needs me, Tony. Yeah, I mean, there you go. You have no choice, really. Yeah. You have to keep... You have to keep I am here to serve the business I work for, and that's my motto at all times. But I would say, you know, if initially what I would do with my time if I was to quit my job, you know, there's, there's so many things I could focus on, and there's little details on what you would go. You'd be like, if I want to buy a new property, how many house things do you need to do? You could book mm. them in during the week. What kind of tiles do I actually want in my kitchen? And believe me, I've looked at There's so many different types of tiles you can look at. I bet. Tiles from, UK, tiles from Italy. Tiles, you know, what colour do you want? You know, these things take time. So you could easily fill your time up with them. Tiles from Tunisia if you wanted. Tu Tunisia. Yeah. Exactly. So, so... Bolivia, indeed. You know, you could... Okay, I don't know if you would fly over to look at some tiles, but you could do. Why not? People, it not keeps you busy. That's yeah. what you were talking okay. about. It keeps you busy. But... If I really thought about how would I actually break the news, um, uh. if I did eventually decide to quit my job, uh. and I don't believe in burning bridges, I don't believe in, I mean, it really depends on how your manager treated you or how the business is, mm. and you're within your right if you wanted to go out in flames, you know, <laughs> I swearing. I spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it never ends well. Yeah. Um, but hey, if that gives you the satisfaction so be it, but we don't recommend we, it. We wouldn't endorse that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's some people who are trapped in a horrible job they hate. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we've all been there at the start of your career. Maybe you're you're in a job you don't like very much. Do you really think you're going to get satisfaction out of it, though? You know, letting out your anger like that. I don't think you're going to look back. No. It reflects better on you to keep your counsel, just keep quiet, and just kind of quietly go about your business hand you notice. And I think, I don't know about you, Tony. I agree, because let's, you know, you've talked about Mike, is it Mikey Carroll? Mikey Carroll. He won the lottery and he he lost it quite relatively quickly. Mm, he blew the lot. And then he was a bin man or something, wasn't he, for a bit? Well, so he was, he was a bin man when he won the lottery and he actually went back yeah. to being a bin man because yeah, he had to pay the bills. But I think he actually said, look, he never hated that job. Mm. Yeah. You know, and you wouldn't want to... Be, had he burnt his bridges? Exactly. Say if he totally cursed out his... His boss. His boss. Who knows? Put him in a bin or whatever, <laughs> yeah. or threw the bin at him or whatever. Put him in a wheelie bin, rolled him down the hill. And then go, like, I've won the lottery, whatever. He wouldn't have got that job back, right? He wouldn't have got that job back, Mikey Carroll. So I would say, for me, I wouldn't quit straight away. I might look at, you know, going part-time. Mm. Dining down the days a bit. Yeah, maybe that money could be, start, be fun, a bit of fun money on for the side. Maybe it's mm. for your pension or mm. for... Your mortgage or, or, or whatever. But, you know, I'd be a classy exit. And yeah. I would go, hey, boss, you know, I'm quitting, but thank you for the opportunity. Mm. Or, and then, you know, they might find a hamper with some champagne, some caviar, some oh, nice wow. bits on their desk yeah. just to go, <laughs> you know, oh, just thank you very much. You're, you're showing some, some, some gratitude, some graciousness. Yeah. And I would say that... I've learned you, a lot from you. Yeah, I've learned yeah. a lot from you. Thank you so much. You, know, you want to keep the positive energy going. And even with your, your, kind of your colleagues, like I'm sure mm. you've kind of built up quite strong relationships with, you might not go... Again, we touched on this in earlier pods, but if you, you won't need to tell them that you've actually won the lottery, you might go, I'm going to work on some, some personal projects. Yeah. And then you might go, I'm having a leaving party. Mm. And no, it's not going to be... It could be at the Weatherspoons if you wanted to. Or you could we go... You upgrade it a bit. Something a bit more, but you go yeah. open bar. On my dime. It's On a, my card, guys. Yeah, Take whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. So you could go, it's, you know, it's, it's on me. Uh. Enjoy. And then it'll be a case of um, going out on a high and yeah. people really kind of appreciating, um, yeah, a nice exit. I think that sounds brilliant. Yeah, I really do. You know, you can treat everybody. Everybody's going to remember. It's your legacy, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I, I would, I would say that you, you, you don't want to leave with people kind of, you know, hating you or with a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. No, no, no. I think you're absolutely right. And um, it's another thing. Obviously, talking about your colleagues, hmm. you can anoint a successor, Tony. I think. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I mean, you just remind me of a very great point, Chris. That. If I'm already a millionaire, uh. I'm actually depriving someone else from an opportunity for a job, uh. essentially. So it'll be a case of going like, I don't actually need the money. Mm. You know, someone else could do with this. Someone job. else is in more need of that cash than you are. Exactly. So it's, it'll be it'll be kind of a bit selfish of me to actually go, yeah, I'm going to stay in the job. Um, mm. I've got millions in the bank um, where, you know, they, they can actually um, 
you know, do a good job and, 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 earn, and earn the money um, to, to provide for, for their, their needs and their family. They might not have two pennies to rub together. You know, they've got five kids at home. Mortgage. Mortgage good, rates through the roof. Through the roof. Uh, but one thing I would say, Chris, is that uh. they have to be qualified to do the job. Yes, you wouldn't let any old chance take it. No, 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 because it's... Well, actually, I mean, I'm not going to be working there anymore. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to give people a bit of a, a helping hand. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's what the Glazers have been doing with Eric Ten Hag, isn't it? Are you going to Solskjaer and all the rest of them? Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's... I, I believe Richard Branson said this, where he was yeah. like, if there's an opportunity, say you can do it and then learn it later. And, you know... If, I like that. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that if yeah. you give people... If, you've got, if you see someone potential and you go, once they're in the job, they can actually build up towards the requirements. Mm. Um, but you have to give people chances. A wise person once said to me, nobody takes a job and knows 100% of what they've got to do right away. It's a learning process. Exactly. It's like if you're already too qualified, if you knew everything in the job, why are you taking this job? Absolutely. Maybe you want an easy ride, but, you know. But yeah, I think you're right. I mean, um, from my perspective, Tony, I think similar sort of thing. It depends on the amount. Mm. You know, if you want enough, there are certain things that you could use the money to do to back yourself on your own projects. Mm. You know, if you've got things that you're really interested in, you've got enough money, you don't need investors. Mm. You don't need angel investors backing you up. So I think if you want enough, maybe it would be a little bit different. But as I've spoken about, I enjoy my job. I enjoy going in the office a couple of days a week. I'm a, I'm a fan it? of hybrid work, but it's that social buzz. You know, yeah. you get in there. I work for, for quite a large organisation. There's lots of people around you get that social buzz. Um, but I do think, Tony, you know, dropping down the days might be a good way to start. Yeah. Because I don't want to give it up completely, but maybe I go from five to three days a week, something like yeah. that. The only issue I can see if they say no. Mm. They bet you into a corner. I mean, they've been wanting to get rid of me for a long time, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think jobs are... I mean, you, you're clearly an integral part of the team, so maybe they would still want to keep you around. Um but you just made me realise that if I was to quit my job, one of the other oh. things that I would consider doing with my time is maybe go back to studying. I think I would probably oh. enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it more. Oh. Like do a PhD in something, like become a doctor. A doctor? Yeah. In in what sort of thing? I mean anything. Like Dr. Dre or Who knows? Why not? You know, you could oh. you do a PhD in rap music or something. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I would do something, you know, what, what's hot at the moment? I don't know, gender studies or something. You know, yeah. why not become a doctor on that? Or like YouTube, a doctor of YouTube. That's quite, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's such a a major platform that people consume content. Um, and also in terms of the, the kind of the, the landscape of um, how to describe it, like pop culture and stuff like that, mm. it's like, YouTube is it's such a big part of how I, you know, how I learn about new things, um, how I enjoy kind of looking into people's lives, mm. um, how it's actually become quite a, a key income source for a lot of young people and, you know, of all types of people who produce content. I would just call you Dr. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And just I quite see, like it. See, yeah. where is it heading next, you know? Yeah. Um, by the way, we're, we're on YouTube. Uh, this podcast, yeah, YouTube, yeah. So. just remind people what to search for on YouTube. Just win me the lottery, so we've win got me the lottery, so we've, YouTube, yeah. Check out our channel, 
Uh, but yeah, I want to say, yeah, why not get a PhD if you've got the time? Uh, I'm going to call you doctor. out on this, Tony, because there's just something about these people who just study and study and study. Yeah. Get out into the real world after a while. You know, let's be honest. I think about myself. Had I stayed on and done a master's, would it have made any difference? There are certain careers where, of course, it is really easy. You've got to do a master's, maybe a PhD. But I do think it's a bit of a cop-out sometimes. It's like, oh, it'll be great. I'll just go and study. Because people think not as much is required from them. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but actually, it's really damn difficult. If you go and do a PhD, even in YouTube, there's going to be a lot of work on that. I would say so. I mean, I think, I think really what's kind of motivating me is like if someone's going, excuse me, you know, Mr. Tony. No, go, no, no. Um, Dr. It's YouTube. Doctor. Yeah. It's doctor. It's Dr. YouTube to you, mate. Yeah. And in the form, you're like, no, it's not Mr. It's not Mrs. Uh, it's not whatever. It's uh, doctor. But what happens if you're on a plane and they ask, is there any doctors on board? It almost reminds me of that Ross and Friends where his mother goes, oh, he's a doctor, <laughs> but that not the type that helps people. <laughs> so, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You'd I mean, have to explain to them that you are Dr. YouTube. Yeah. But I mean, like, your skills does he have a YouTube elsewhere. problem? Or, like, how, does he looking <laughs> yeah. at, like, how YouTube evolved? Yeah, I can help him with that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a question. Would you quit your job? And I think this is a question that would resonate a lot with our listeners. Well, Tony, what I've got to say is, this is why I think everything you just said then. Yeah. Set for life. And we haven't talked about set for life yet, which is one of the lottery games. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, part of me just thinks that might be an even better one because what is it? 10 grand a month. It's 10 grand a month. Years. 30 years. 30 years. Or you could take lump sum. Or you, no, I'm going to take 10 grand a month, even though it probably is more wise to take the lump sum. Yeah. I'm going to go 10 grand a month because I think it's got a better balance to it. Every month, you got your day job, whatever you're earning from that, you're not going to drop it down too much. Maybe you drop a day, you go to 80%, 60%, whatever. Suddenly you've got 10 grand tax-free. Hmm. So let's just go through this quickly. If you're getting 10 grand a month, that's 120 grand after tax you're getting every yeah. year. So that's equivalent to a salary of even more than like 240K. Yeah, That's I mean, a quarter to... of a mil salary sort of thing we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that goes a long way. It's not going to disrupt your life immediately, but it's certainly going to make your life incredibly comfortable right away, building on what you've already got. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the way, if you look at it that way, I mean, I think if you kind of timed it, I mean, over 30 years, what would be 10 grand a month? Well, if we're saying, yeah, if we're saying it's 200, if it's 120 grand after tax per year. You're looking at, at the end of, after 30 years, it's still point. It's like almost three million. It's almost yeah. like this chapter. Yeah, so, so. yeah. But the reason I like it is not for the, the sort of end sum. Yeah. It's just it, it's balanced. You know, you're not going to go do lally when you get that yeah. amount. That might be you. smart if you've got a bit of a, a gambling addiction as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we must say, technically, it's not the smart thing to do. Oh, um, no, no. Based on that sum. financial freedom, because you'd want to take that lump sum, you'd want to invest it or whatever yeah. else. Yeah. We're not advising people to invest. We're just saying, based on past returns yeah. over a long period of time, you'd have been better off investing that money um, yeah. in the stock market and saving it where you need to. Yeah, I mean, you're just right. Like Dave Ramsey really kind of really delves into this. Where he says, you know, money isn't about just being good with numbers and mm. you know, creating a budget and stuff like that. It's really understanding yourself. 
know, we're creatures of habit. Uh, and this is where people go wrong is that they don't see exactly. money as as more of um as your own habit on how you choose how much you spend or um how you actually control your impulses uh, so if you know uh, that you have quite an addictive personality and that you're quite reckless if you were to come into the millions uh, you could easily blow 3.8 million pounds in a month and easily. if you, know, and you, you go to las vegas you buy a, Lamb- a couple of lamborghinis <laughs> or you are Done. But it's like we talked about before, isn't it? It's all those problems that we talked about, like, do you need a cover story? They kind of go away. Because mm. all you're getting is 10 grand a month. Okay, you just say, oh, look, I got a promotion. Yeah. I got promoted. I'm getting yeah. a little bit more cash. Um, and that's it. But yeah, Dave Ramsey, obviously, uh, which is quite apt because um, Neighbours is coming back. Have you seen Oh, that yes, news? I have. Yeah, I have. on Amazon Prime. All the Ra- I, love all the, I love all the Ramseys. I love Gordon Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey, yeah, former Arsenal player. Ramsey Street, Ramsey you know. Street, yeah, Dave Ramsey, yeah, yeah, perfect. So I would say, don't quit your job just yet, especially with three point eight million, ten million, you can do. Mm. But don't burn your bridges. As we say, it very much depends on what projects do you want to get off the ground. Mm. And I was thinking earlier when you were talking about. I know we're going back a little bit to cover stories, but I think what you tell, if you want to impress people with the cover story, I've just, I'm, I'm a founder. I've just founded my own startup. Yep. And we're just getting the first round of funding sorted. We don't have a website yet. Mm. It's fintech, it's in insurance. Straight away, they're not going to be interested anymore anyway. Who yep. wants to know about insurance? Would you look down on me if, if, if you did stick to a set, set, set for life of, 10 grand a month uh, and you're living a certain lifestyle with that you go oh, I've just got a sugar daddy I probably would <laughs> <laughs> or you just, just expand on it a bit more you know it's like you're, it's like <laughs> I've got 10 grand to play with every month now on top of my day job <laughs> yeah. so where are you getting that 10 grand from oh I've just got a sugar daddy right right. or okay. I do OnlyFans or whatever <laughs> yeah. sorry I didn't quite follow it yeah yeah just say I did OnlyFans <laughs> <laughs> You've got one anyway, haven't you? Yeah, but I'm not posting as much. No, yeah. no. We're focusing on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Know, away from my fans for this moment in time. Okay, so you know that's topic of the week. It's we... just, it's just minimum. Distra- I don't want to labour the point, but yeah. you know, set for life. It's like Dave Ramsey was saying. It's minimal disruption, right? You don't want to be overwhelmed. Yeah. You want to continue with your life as it is, but suddenly it's a hell of a lot more comfortable, Tony. You're getting an extra 10 grand tax-free in your bank account. We should, we should probably look into playing Set for Life. Yeah. We'll start off with just the, the Sato Lotto. It's every Monday night, isn't it? It's Monday and Thursdays. Oh, Monday and Thursday. Okay, yeah, yeah. maybe we start doing that for the Thursday one. Yeah, let's... Yeah. Let's put, let's, I'll let's do that, spread, you do the Lotto. Yeah, let's, let's, let's kind of spread it out a bit. Yeah. You know, we'll ex- ex- expand this. And the numbers are a bit different as well, aren't they? It's not one to... I need to double check that, actually, yeah. Chris. Yeah, we'll, we'll check on that one. It's all been lucky dips for me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I set for life. Um, talking about numbers, shall we do segment three? So um, picking next week's numbers. We want to manifest those winning numbers. And I think uh, what, what numbers are kind of, are you manifesting or are you seeing yeah. this week, Chris? Well, Tony, because we talked about it before, um, you've been wary about your phone being tapped. <laughs> Um, I certainly have. You've been scaring. You've been. You've been. You've mentioned it so often that I've actually got a bit of a 
bit of a fear now that we've, I have been tapped. We've had a few candidates who might have tapped you. We talked once about Dale Winton. Could he be doing it from beyond the grave? You say it could be the Chinese. You said it even could be the Americans. Um, but I think suspect number one is the Russians. And funnily enough, Tony, there was some news this week of five alleged Russian spies appearing in London court. So five Bulgarians actually are alleged to have carried out surveillance of people in places in the UK and Europe. They all live in the UK. Oh, um, and wow. those five people include Ivan Stoyanov, the destroyer, as he's known, who's a mixed martial arts fighter, um, and also Vanya Gabarova, who owns the Pretty Woman Beauty Salon, award-winning in West London. So it just shows. These are people, yeah, you could have gone to Pretty Woman to get a manicure, pedicure, whatever, and the owner has been allegedly colluding with the Russians and spying on all of our neighbours in, um, in the UK and in Europe. Wow. But, um, yeah, it really Good. shocked me. Mixed martial arts. So that's like UFC stuff. That sort of thing, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so anyway, they're alleged. They're on trial. Um, they've appeared in court. And we will again let the criminal justice system in this country play out. And so justice will be served. That's one thing we can guarantee. But there were five yeah. of them, and that's why that number five just um, sort of hit me this week, Tony. Um, shocking stuff, but I think we've got to go with that number five, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, spying. I mean, surveillance on, surveillance on people. I mean, this is, this is an invasion of privacy. Yeah, it's grassing people up, and there's nothing worse than the grass, right? That really grinds my gears. I mean, yeah. I hate a grass. I mean... Also, he's a, he's a mixed martial arts guy, and he's spying. I mean, I'm sure he would have... Pathetic. Yeah. Don't they have a code? Yeah, yeah I thought martial arts is all about honour and stuff. Yeah. Disappointing, no, but hopefully to... they get to the bottom of this. Oh, they certainly will. But what about you? So, obviously, this weekend... Um, good so, one yeah, I've I, in my manifestation and Ooh. inspiration, I've been getting all scientific this week. Have you? Yeah, it's just applying a bit of science to... To how I go about manifesting some numbers. And well, seeing... I mean, Tony, science has the answer to everything. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people do believe in science and they, they say there's a logic behind these things. Yeah. You know, there's, uh... there's actually, even though we're using a lot of kind of, um, how to describe it, it's kind of any kind of arbitrary method in order to manifest numbers. But sometimes you've got to go yeah. back to solid science. Solid, good, hard, hard evidence. Good, hard science. So I've... Essentially, you know, my weekend was essentially just looking at some infected penises this weekend. Oh, my goodness. So you're probably quite curious, like, why... why how did you... I come about looking at yeah. seven infected penises? Well, essentially, this weekend I was at the Royal College of Surgeons. So I found myself there, and they actually have a, a museum in there called the Hunterian Museum. Um, it's based on the father of surgery, John Hunter... And you're probably wondering, like, what's inside? John Hunter. So John Hunter is the father of surgery. Is it? Yeah. So you're, oh. you're, you're probably wondering, like, who is this guy? Yeah. And what's inside this museum? And I recommend it, Chris. I, I, I yeah. reckon you should go down there and really just explore. I think you'll get a kick out of seeing some of this stuff. Uh, I'll certainly take a long, hard look at the um, the items in that yeah. museum. Yeah, I think um, you're more than welcome to. And you can stay oh. as long as you like. 
Um, I think you can take photos there, but they don't want you to publish it on social just for personal use. Uh, okay. So it's fine. You can take as many photos as you want for, for, for personal use. Uh. So, you know, within this museum, there's like stuff where you would see like babies in jars. Babies so, in jars? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about like this is for this is science research. Right. All for research purposes. Yeah, yeah. So this is, uh. they're obviously, they're like decades old. You know, this uh. is back in the day. You see like, a, I saw a monkey in a jar. Oh I saw like a nervous system. I saw like a, um, the skull of a, like an, an elephant in there. You know, look, it's very interesting. Hey Tony, this place sounds great. Yeah, it's what you would. When are we going again? Anytime you want. Yeah, you know, it's um, uh, yeah. Give it a couple of weeks. You know, I'm <laughs> sure they. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely. It's definitely worth it. You're not going to forget what you saw in a hurry. No, no, no. I anyway. came. I came there to see. I saw what I wanted to see. I um, bet you did. So you came. You saw. You conquered. I did, I did, and it's worth a second look for sure. Hmm. And if you wanted some more kind of information, what I saw, you I mean you right. saw what a, pen, a, a penis looked like that was kind of uh, infected with syphilis, right? Yeah, all types of stuff, and it's all weird shapes and sizes. And I thought, like, this is this is some learning here. Like, I mean, clearly, it's 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 for learning, and it's it's for kind of the study of, of the human anatomy and like the evolution of of. Um, so tell you how, how humans many and different species there as well. Uh, how many of those um, penis exhibits were erected at the museum? They weren't actually, well, yeah, they, I saw seven, the first one I saw seven of them in jars. Uh, and you can't touch them anyway, like they're behind glass. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, I won't bother them. But, but my number for, for this week was 36. And you're probably wondering why, why, 36? why 36 is because before you can get into the museum, if you're wearing a backpack, um, you've actually got to put them in a locker. Uh, so there, there's locker provide there's yeah lockers there, and the locker number I was given is number thirty six. So I was like, oh, that stood out. Let me use that um, for for the lotto. And I was wondering yeah. like, <clears throat> what's wrong with me bringing a backpack? But I guess you know some people might have certain you know who knows what they'll do in there. Put stuff in their backpack. Certain preferences. Yeah, or... certain kinks. You know, we're not shaming anyone. No. You know, it's just like clearly there's precautions in place to ensure that. What's in there remains there, and rightly so. But Tony, when you use that locker and you put the key in the hole, yeah, um, was it quite stiff or was it? I don't know. It was, it was all kind of uh, digital, like no, not digital. Right. It's like number pad. Uh, it was number pad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pushing. You got push right buttons and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you have. Mm. Well, so yeah, that's pretty. Hey, thirty six. We've got to go with that one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something in my daily life. You know, I like to throw these things. It's not just mm. stuff that's too far away from me. No, it's actually stuffed up I've, I've that experienced in my daily life. You've experienced and handled, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, well, Tony, this I don't want to bring the, the mood down a bit, but obviously, um, you know, I was actually on Saturday night. Um, I went to an Oktoberfest event in London. It's a bit of a disappointment, Tony, because um, obviously you go to an Oktoberfest event, you're expecting great German beer, great German sausage. Mm. So we turned out, we got our Stein glasses, and um, what did they have on offer on beer? British lager or British lager. Now, look, I love British beer. That's not on theme, is it, Chris? It's not on theme. Yeah, if you're going to do an Oktoberfest event, it's got to have German beer there. Um, so we went to that, um, and then later that night, we did end up in a nightclub. Um, and this links to the next tragic story, um, because we had a really lit night in, in the club 
in London, uh, right. but unfortunately in Murcia in Spain. Oh, yeah. A uh, really tragic incident where a nightclub fire killed um, at least 13 people. So, you know, as we said, unlucky for some, number 13. And in this case, certainly it was. So we just wanted, and I think the reason we've brought this story up is um, fire safety, because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, in Vietnam? And mm. it struck again in Spain. Um, and we just want to make sure that, um, that people are aware of this. Because if you become a millionaire... You might want to hit the town, go clubbing, particularly if you've jacked in your job, like we were talking mm. about. Make sure you check out the fire precautions and safety in place at the clubs you go to. I can definitely rate I mean, I, I've been to a few nightclubs in my time, believe it or not, Chris, and I would mm. say some of these nightclubs, they did have kind of questionable fire safety. Really? Um, like some fire has like some narrow staircases down uh. dark rooms Ooh. and i'm like you know when these places get really busy yeah um yeah. if there's a fire happening and there's quite a narrow corridor to get through and some staircases you've got to go through to get outside i mean people are gonna get kind of kind of in a stampede people are gonna get kind of trampled on you know yeah. it's it's definitely and you're so right i'm glad you brought up chris is that you're a millionaire now yeah. So you want to be living as long as possible. So you want to be putting mm. yourself in places where, where you feel like you're safe. And, you know, hopefully you're going to kind of venues that look, you know, it's worth checking, you know, maybe do a bit of recon. Just go like, are there fire exits that I can see? <laughs> yeah. Are there First kind thing of, you do when yeah. you get in. Yeah, yeah, you go, where are the fire exits? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> maybe check what's on the You know, have they done, when was the last time they'd done their kind of fire drill training? <laughs> You know, usually it's I would ask the bouncer before you even get in. Yeah, exactly. When, when, your ID. when was the last time you've done conducted a fire drill? And one of the things like you know, fire extinguishers, yeah. where, where are they placed? And do they know the difference on when they use water or the CO two? Yeah, not a lot of people will know that. You know, you're not going to use water on an electric fire. And I think you'll get a lot out of that bouncer if you just ask yeah. the questions. What's the harm? Yeah. And you go, yes, I will bring my friends over because I know that you know they take fire safety seriously. And as a patron of a place, you want to know that not only are they doing good cocktails, I don't, you know, we want a place that provides you with good atmosphere, good music, um, good cocktails, good drinks, a good service, but also good fire safety. Yeah. And, you know, I don't it's want to keep going important. on the podcast. It's hugely important because I've come and seen a lot of these articles where people are dying in nightclubs. Yeah. Yeah. If they've done their, you know, a, maybe it's, a bit of research. I mean, I'm not condoning. You know, I'm saying that you know, in fires happen for all sorts of reasons. And I believe in this article, they didn't identify where the, the fire happened. No, it's too so, soon to tell. Yeah. Police haven't even been able to enter the nightclub. But Tony, yeah, if I'm going to die, yeah, in a nightclub, I at least want it to have gone out in a blaze of glory. Sorry, no pun intended. But um, MDMA overdose or something like that. I'm not. Yeah, that's why it's so important to check. The fire safety. Yeah, fire safety is is, is key. At least it, that's one thing should should keep you, that give you peace of mind to enjoy your night out. Yeah. It, wouldn't you be? Wouldn't you enjoy your? I think serious question, Chris. Yeah. Wouldn't you enjoy your night out more at a venue where you knew it had good fire safety? I always do. Yeah. And that's why we always do ask the bouncer before we yeah. get in there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I should remember to, to keep asking that. Yeah. But yeah, I think what was how many people died again in that? Thirteen, unlucky okay. for some, yeah. Tony, and 
Uh, I think we've used this a couple of times already, and it hasn't come up yet, has it, 13? No, no, it hasn't. But yeah. I think it's, it's definitely um, a relevant one for this week. But it's all about that fire safety. Yeah, fire safety. Um, okay, for my next one, um, I'm actually going to read out a few quotes to you, Chris, and see okay. if you actually recognise these. So, um, <clears throat> here it goes. So, reality is wrong... Dreams are for real. Okay. There's nobody in the business strong enough to scare me. Right. Ringing any bells so far? Not yet. Just give me another. Okay, last one I've got is... Ah. My mama always used to tell me, if you can't find something to live for, you better find something to die for. Is that James Blunt? You're not far off, actually. Oh, good. It's actually um, another artist, and that was uh, Tupac Shakur. Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. So I know, obviously, the big story last week, but the question is, is he really dead? Well, I think he is. Oh, is that a conspiracy theory? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that I could don't be a cover story. It could be a cover story. Him and Elvis. I bet they're holed up together somewhere. <laughs> Elvis and Tupac. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be quite a good collab if they were to produce oh, something. Mad, imagine. Um, I bet AI could do it if we asked. That'd be brilliant. Could. Can we try that later? I mean, Elvis was it rock and roll and then Tupac. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could yeah. work. I mean, JC <laughs> and Linkin Park made it happen. So, <laughs> it did. For yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> so you're probably wondering why I mentioned Tupac Shakur. Um, R.I.P., if that is the mm. case. Um, um, I don't think so. But anyway. In recent news is that 27 years wow, since his murder, you know, the... Nevada, it alleged murder. Alleged, alleged, alleged murder. Nevada's grand jury has indicted, indicted, indicted uh, former gang leader Dwayne Keith D. Or Kefe. I'm just going to go Keith. Yeah, because we, we got it with Daniel Khalif. Daniel yeah, Khalif. Um, Davis, 60, he's like 60 years old now, wow. on one count of murder with a deadly weapon. So just to remind everyone, you know, New York-born hip-hop legend Shakur uh, was shot, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly shot four times, aged tw- 25 years old, uh, <sighs> in a drive-by attack in uh, Las Vegas. Had to, yeah. But it's good to know that you know, justice, well, alleged justice was served 27 years later. I'm glad we're sort of closing the loop on this, but I'm just not convinced Tupac isn't still alive. Where do you, where do you reckon he would be hanging out? I mean, because you mentioned Nevada, and that's kind of like in the south, and obviously Elvis hung out around there quite a lot, didn't he? But that's, um, that's so famous. Elvis... Yeah, did Elvis also die in Las Vegas? I actually don't know. He certainly was in Las Vegas a lot. I think it was Las Vegas where they both died. Now, that just sounds a bit suspicious to me. You know what? In Las Vegas, they do have those kind of underground cave things where all the homeless people... Do you reckon Underground cave network. They're probably there somewhere. You know, no, it's almost like those those kind of tunnels for flooding or something. I don't Uh, know. And then they got those... Have you seen it? It's really sad because... Should we go out there? I mean, we're talking about the lottery. This is the home of gambling. Yeah, I mean, you've got people that are obviously really rich on the co- or they uh. kind of lose a lot of money when they get there. But then there's like almost... And it's it's across all America. I mean, not to digress, is that mm. you've got people that are extremely wealthy and people that are really mm. poor. So you've got these 
very grand hotels mm. where rich people go, and then you've got these kind of tunnels full of homeless people. Full of hom- homeless people, and they almost own, own worlds there. Shocking. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be great if we went out there and did sort of hard-hitting journalism about, investigative journalism about Tupac and, and Elvis, because I'm just not convinced that either of them actually passed away. Do you, which, actually, I had a question. Do you prefer Elvis music or Tupac Shakur music? I love them both. No, no, I, yeah, I love okay. them both. Generally. I could probably, the reason why I would t- take, you know, I'll choose Tupac is yeah. that I could probably relate more to his music. Yeah, I mean, just seems are... to, It seems to resonate more with me than Elvis, but that's just me. Yeah, you, I mean, you grew up in, in North London. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I think what a lot of saying North London, come on, say where it was. I mean, they're, they're parallel. I'm just saying some of the lyrics yeah. when I hear it, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I can see. No, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. I can see that. So 27 is the number that I am. That's definitely one. Um, But yeah, Tony, I think the one that really got me this week when I was reading the news was um, in Slovakia. So actually, and there's a great picture of this if you Google it, a dog found sitting behind the wheel of a speeding car in Bratislava in Slovakia. Wow. Um, And as you know, it was a speeding car, so a speed camera photo picked this up and it has been posted by the police, and it appears to show a canine in the driver's seat of a Skoda, and it's just a brilliant image. Um, and, yeah, it says uh, the police, or the post that the police put on Facebook says, police officers could not believe their eyes. Instead of a photo of the driver, a brown hunting dog was smiling beautifully into the camera. So there you go, canine behind the... But, I mean, the, so the the, um, the driver himself said the dog jumped into his lap suddenly. But the police said, no, we don't believe that because there were no sudden movements. Um, wow, that's not something you see every <laughs> day. But this is what I think, you know, how did this really happen? Because it's a car speeding. Where was the driver? The, the canine was in the driver's seat. Maybe it was a case of one of these really intelligent dogs. But how would he get his... He just took the wheel. How would he get his the gas? It's a great question. I don't know. Maybe he just had really long legs. Maybe it was an XL bully dog. Yeah, I mean... I mean, they said, obviously, brown... Well, something that stood out there is a Skoda. Yeah. Are Sk- Skoda's good cars? Because I always thought that was a brand that people didn't really like. But I feel like they've, they've kind of really oh, kind of come up now. Yeah... Well, if it's good enough for the brown hunting dog. Yeah. So they say. Could have been an XL bully dog. We don't know. But I'm just surprised. Why would... A, okay, say if the dog jumped on it, but it must have been there for a while. So what is a dog doing on his lap when he's trying to drive? He's covering his vision. I just... It really is an extraordinary story. And as we said, maybe we've all seen Beethoven in the film. Yeah, sure. I mean, as we said before, you know, dogs aren't man's best friend. Yeah. And uh, maybe, you know, the dog's so... Maybe, you know what, I'm thinking, let, let's let's give the man the benefit of the doubt. They always say that you shouldn't drive when you're tired. And he could have had a hard day's work. Yeah, hard day's graft. he could have been dozing off, and he should have stopped to have a coffee. <laughs> and the dog might have stepped in... To Man's save, best friend. ...to save his life. Yeah. I was like, I'm taking... Oh, no, he's falling, <laughs> let me wake him up. Yeah. So, um... What was the number again for that one? Yeah, so the man um, who has been fined, he hasn't been arrested, just fined, 
um, was 31 years of age. It hasn't said how old the dog was. I can, you know, I almost think should we get out to Bratislava? Just see if what there, there might be more just cases. Find out, yeah. Maybe there's loads of dogs driving cars around. I mean, we just I, don't know. I think they treat their dogs really well. Then if yeah. they allow them to do that, yeah, <laughs> they really do. Um, but yeah, thirty-one-year-old man who. Um, I mean, if that isn't the case, at thirty-one, he should know better. Mm. But hey, they don't mm. say men, men, men mature, don't mature till they're forty or something like that. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, I, we I still got hope. Yeah, exactly. We still got hope. Um, but power to you, whatever kind of how he wants to live his life. I mean, to be honest, that that might be a case of him actually trying to shorten his life. I mean, the, uh, let's be honest. I do like dogs, but you can, you know, animals are reckless at times. So, not something that we recommend. Just to, just to make sure I listen, we don't recommend so, letting your dog drive yeah. your car. Mm. But it's good to see there's different ways of life and how people actually choose yeah. to kind of elevate their dogs to to enjoy some of the things <laughs> yeah. we take for granted. You know, has a dog go? Yeah, the dog's always walking. Like, no, let's. He's probably curious on how to drive. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the dog wanted to drive his or herself to a park that it really loves in Bratislava, something like that. We don't know. We don't know, but um, interesting one. Really like that one, Chris. Mm. Um, I think there's a final one that you're quite. You're, this is something that you you're quite keen on. Yeah. So on. I don't well, think anyone's no, keen on it. I'm not, and it's certainly I'm not going to be taking the Eurostar for a while, Tony. Um, and there's a very good reason for that because there's an absolute crisis in Paris that you might have seen in the news lately, where bedbugs are just running riot and rampaging through the bedrooms of Paris. Um, and they really need to get this under control. I think the mayor of Paris has come out. They have the Olympics in 2024, and they just really need to get that under control. But actually, we've been in contact with some people in Paris, haven't we, Tony? And oh, they've right, yes. said people aren't sitting down on the bus seats anymore because these bed bugs can travel mm. far and wide um, through any kind of surface like that, particularly if it's sort of carpet style. They're a nuisance, aren't they? Yeah. They are an absolute nuisance. And you can get bitten to, he to high heaven by these things. I mean, you know, I've never been to Paris, believe it or not. I've never, never been. been to the City of Love. And, you know, I was thinking of going kind of within the next few months or weeks. And now... Next I... few months or weeks? Yeah. Because I was going to say, if you've never been... Your missus knows why you're going to go for the first time. It's going to be a proposal. Um, well, yeah, do people propose? And is, that yeah. a bit, is that a bit corny? Come on. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't do it. It's too yeah. cliched. Yeah. You want to keep it a, something a bit more kind of original, I'd say. No, I know, classic. Prezzo? Yeah, pre yeah, yeah. That's unexpected. So she uh, wouldn't see it coming. Uh, but I would say, um, <laughs> well, with this bed bug news now, I mean, I'm not going to go there anytime soon. You, you don't want to go there for a romantic. And then holiday, and then you're getting bed bugs on the way back. And Tony, these bed bugs can be a nightmare. As I say, they can bite um, like crazy. You've got a rash from them. Um, and once they're there in your bed, as I say, they can travel very easily. Very hard to get rid of. You need to get the pest control around and all sorts. So that's really. I mean, for it to I mean, be we're that... both scratching our heads now. Yeah, I feel a bit. Kind of feel a bit. Yeah. I would say. Um... It must be bad for it to make news because bed bugs. Let's be honest, that's it exists yeah. it, everywhere. I would assume, yeah. but then for it to be to this degree, for it to be covered by news, and for to, the prime, did you say prime minister? I think it might have been the mayor. The or mayor so, yeah. to, to come out and make a, a, a statement. A statement. 
it has to be under control before the Olympics because thousands, you know, tens of thousands of athletes and fans are going to descend upon Paris for the 24 Olympics. Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah, this is a crisis. So, um, so yeah, that's what I thought. You know, I wanted to put a positive spin on it for the 24 Olympics. Um, I'm sure that, that Paris and France are going to get that one under control, Tony. I hope so, because um, I actually do want to visit Paris at some point, but not Just until I get confirmation the, that it's under control. Proposal. Uh, cool. So I think that, that's, that's all the numbers for this week. So, um, so what are you going for? So if, if I read out numbers in uh, numerical order... Um, we're going with 5, 13, 24, 27, 31, and 36. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's knocked our confidence a bit that I think we've gone three weeks now without... Um, we got one lucky dip. Yes, we did. So um, Let's play yeah, cool. I think we'll just play cool. I think... Take our turn. I think we came to these... There's, there's good reasonings why we came with these numbers. Mm. And... Let's see how it plays out. And I think we manifest. We did our manifestation. We'll keep manifesting mm. until the this week Saturday draw. Um, and then we'll see what happens. And we'll, we'll pull back happens. on. Yeah. And uh, please, guys, do remember that um, you can follow, subscribe, and, and share the podcast. Tell your friends. Yeah. And the more people we get involved in this journey, um, the more that we can kind of manifest those numbers towards all of us. You know what, I'm, I'm thinking this is how it's going to work. Do you remember uh, Professor X in those X-Men movies? Yes. Uh, when he puts on that little helmet and he's in that in that big auditorium room and he's almost getting all the, the, the brain power of all these other mutants that yes. kind of come into his brain. I think this is how I envisage it. It's like Stranger Things. It's like, what, is yeah. this in the later? Yeah, 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 well, it's all connected, isn't it? It's all connected. All so if we get all these people manifesting yeah. numbers, I think it can channel through us. It can become a reality. And yeah, and we've had loads of emails coming in. And Tony, if you just remind listeners of the email address. Oh, yes, it's, it's tony.win.lotto at gmail.com. Yeah, and we've had Darren, actually, who got in touch um, from, <laughs> from Chesler Street. I'm just laughing at what he's actually come in for because he mentioned, uh, again, about Daniel Khalif, but obviously we mentioned on the show last week and he said um, to us that he really hopes that um, he sent this before obviously the results were announced they really hope that the Daniel Khalif number would finally come in for us but we're getting loads of emails and I'll tell you what we'll, we'll shout out anybody who um, who sends emails you know, at this rate I'm going to hope to win the lottery to quit my day job to reply to all these emails <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like another email I need to go through it's burning up but yeah just please anybody um, so, yeah, right. so that brings us to the end so join us next week and follow and subscribe because we want to win the lottery goodbye ciao